to the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast. I'm Sandra M., coming to you from Santa Fe, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. I interview people from all parts of the world about what happiness means to them. What are they in love with? In each episode, we'll give you a key to happiness to include in your life, and of course, we'll play a happy tune from my live Celebrate Happiness Roadshow. A smile doesn't cost you anything. Today we're talking with Martha Treyer. Martha is a documentary filmmaker, storyteller, and gallerist. After graduating from University of California, Santa Cruz, with a bachelor's in film production, she found herself immersed in documenting and sharing the stories of artists, activists, musicians, and nonprofits. Her work has been featured in magazines such as Bold Italic, High Fructose, and Juxtapose. Her film documentary, Free Space, was shown around the world and was influential in bringing a group of San Francisco activists to the White House. Welcome, Martha. I'm excited to talk with you about happiness. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited to talk with you about happiness as well. Oh, well, good. So I always start out with this first question, which is, what does happiness mean to you? in your life, in your world? Yeah, that's such a great question. I I have to start by thinking, you know, happiness is a feeling, right? Like happiness is like an embodied state that we live in. And mm-hmm. um, to me, that feeling is kind of one that like tingles through your body and kind of feels like weightlessness and abundance. Like to me, like that is the best way to encapsulate the idea of happiness. I think it's... Um, it's like joy, it's whether it's joy or love or like awe, I think all of those are kind of encapsulated in the idea of happiness. I think it I think it holds a lot. Wow, this is fantastic. Weightless weightlessness and abundance. Yeah. So I'd like to explore that a little bit more. I, I think that I understand the whole concept of joy and awe. But what do you really mean, the feeling of being weightless and then also combining that with abundance? Yeah, I think um, for me, happy, like when I'm truly happy, I am like, um, I'm not held down by anything. I'm not held down by any judgments, whether they're like outside or within my own head that I place on myself. And I feel mm-hmm. this kind of like this, this expansive kind of like like open to the world and really um, I just feel like an immense amount of gratitude. I think that's kind of like where the abundance comes in, just like this feeling of gratitude without being um, held down by anything. To me, that is the kind of best way to describe happiness. So sort of the sky is the limit? 
Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think that kind of unencumbered feeling is, is happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sky's the limit is a good, is a good one. Right. I'm not, I always say that I'm the happiest when I'm in love. I love, mm. actually, to be in love. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, it, we don't have to be in love with a person necessarily. I mean, we can be in love with a lot of, like, well, most of us love our animals and the people who do have animals, but nature and in love with. Mm-hmm. Well, you had mentioned uh, to me in the as we were working on our opening that yeah. you indeed had just been up in the Aspens in Colorado. And yeah. so just to be in love with nature and the beauty of it. What do you think? Oh, 100%. I, to me, like I go for hikes almost every morning, really, really, really early in the morning. And I love doing it when I'm completely by myself and I'm just like, it's me and nature. To me, that is, um, that is like one of the things that makes me the most happy. And I, I think that I am in love with that state and I'm in love with, the trees around me and the breeze coming through the trees and listening to, like you said, I was just up in the Aspens and listening to the wind go through the Aspen leaves and that just kind of like crinkly uh, mm. sound that like shimmer that it makes is just like, oh, like even thinking about it right now just makes my like back kind of tingle. And it's just that, that kind of like freedom feels really lovely to me yeah I think we are happiest when we're in love and I think you're absolutely right we can be in love with so many different things are you in love with making documentaries I'm very fascinated by the title of your documentary free space and you're basically telling me weightless and abundance for happiness so do they sort of mesh yeah that was um that was a really beautiful project um and yeah I think I I love using my craft to empower other people. Um, to me, I ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a part of something larger than myself. And to me, documentary filmmaking is a way to do that. It's a way to like use um, my medium to tell other people's stories and like help lift them up. And if I can do that, I am over the moon. It doesn't matter who you are, but if you're if you're passionate about something. I, uh, I like, I embody that passion while I'm filming. And, uh, and so, yeah, to me, documentary filmmaking is, is like, oh, I love it so much. Um, and also the opportunity to, to be in intimate space with people. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so often these days I'm documenting artists in their studios and, um, Mm -hmm. and to me that is such like a sacred space because it's where creation happens. And so to be able to be welcomed into that space to me is just joy. Um, I could sit with someone and hear their stories for hours and be very, very happy. Um, Getting back to the free space idea, that was um, a a project I was a part of um, a few years back, but um, my friends and a, and a group of folks got together in San Francisco and we opened up a um, a space that where money, uh, we took money out of the equation and our only kind of like rules and regulations about being in this space was that you had to be participating in 
in an activity in the space. You couldn't just be sitting around or, uh, and there was no drinking or, or drugs because we wanted everyone to be like sober and, and enjoying. And what was really fascinating is that when you give people space to express themselves um, and when you take money out of the equation, everyone becomes pretty much an equal player. And so you had, wow. we had people from, you know, homeless on the streets coming in and we would, uh, we had people coming in to like feed everyone and we would all sit down and like eat together and we would do murals on the walls and we had yoga classes and an outdoor garden and everyone was just participating um, together. And to me, that was just such, um, like talk about weightlessness and abundance, you can take money out of the equation. <laughs> you're weightless and then you have this like surrounded by abundance. And like, that was just like such a, a beautiful kind of social experiment and, um, and like a humanitarian effort, like in that when you see someone for who they are, not what they have, you can really connect with someone. And um, it was, it was really beautiful. So yeah, that was, that was an wow. amazing experience. <laughs> Join Sandra M. for her live performance of the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, a toast to love and happiness in life, an uninhibited musical adventure guaranteed to awaken your happiness vibe. Celebrate with upbeat rhythms, love songs, and fun stories, some told by you in the audience. Sandra's musical guest and accompanist, Todd Lowry, sings his hopeful and happy originals. To book Sandra M. and the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, email Sandra at SandraMcKnight.com. Celebrate happiness with Sandra M. Now, you told it's called free space. So the concept here is that people can come into the space no matter who they are and they just need to express themselves in some way? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, participate in a project or, yeah, we would have choirs come in and sing and give performances. We would have, you know, I mean, and there were people who were kind of running the show behind the scenes, yeah. just making sure that everything was running smoothly. But for the most part, it was, you know, we would we had someone at the door who would welcome everyone in, and there was someone there. We were open from 10 to 10, so mm -hmm. there was someone there for those 12 hours, welcoming people in and explaining what was going on. And it didn't matter who you were; it was just the space had to be um, occupied. And and um, yeah, it was it was a really beautiful, beautiful experiment. How long did it go on? How long did you do this? So we did it in San Francisco for two months. And then mm -hmm. um, my friend took that idea on the road and um, and kind of talked with other activists in other um, countries and and a few popped up around around the world, which was really beautiful. And so we would kind of share what we were doing and what they were doing. And um, I was able to go and visit the one that was in Paris, and it was really special and. Um, and everyone does it differently, you know, but the concept is the same and it was really, really lovely. And you documented this through film. Yeah. So I, I documented mm -hmm. the whole, the whole making of it, um, which mm -hmm. was 
and then some of the projects that happened within the space. It was really beautiful. Where can we see this? I would love to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up online. Um, it's if you look up Free Space San Francisco, it's there. Um, but yeah, that's that's the place you can find it. Oh, great! Free Space San Francisco, yeah. and you just go on the web. It's not on YouTube. It's on on the actual website of FreeSpace.com. Uh, yeah, I think it's up there. Uh, it's been a while since I've checked. If it's not there, it's up on YouTube, definitely. Fantastic. I'm taking a look at it right away. Yeah. I yeah. love the concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're such a passionate person. I mean, I don't know you very well, but I can just feel the energy that you have. And it seems like you said a few things that really resonate with me. In other words, you're now filming artists, and you say it's their intimate space, and it's their creative space, which is sacred to them, more or less. Mm -hmm. And can we hook up the fact that creating and happiness, does that seem to go together with you? I mean, let me hear your feelings on that. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that creating brings a lot of joy. I know that when I... Um, had difficult times in my life. Whenever I could mm -hmm. kind of express myself, usually it would entail <laughs> me like making some weird uh, movie by myself at home, um, like some experimental something. But that act of creating mm -hmm. always made me really, really happy. Like I get a lot of joy taking my camera out and photographing, um, you know, the world and um, and observing, and yes, yeah, so I think I think creation is a big part of happiness. Yeah, definitely. So I understand how artists and someone like yourself, a filmmaker, etc., and photographers, etc., people who are creative, who actually created something like a film or an artwork or collage, etc. But how about creating in your real life? I, you know, I often do shows myself. I perform and I actually talk to people about creating their life. Yeah. They have that mindset because I believe that people are born happy. I mm -hmm. mean, some people I know are born with illnesses and issues that I understand that. But I think most of us come out of the womb more or less open to the world, and you also said being open to the world and being free. Mm -hmm. I just think that state, you started out your whole concept here, it's an embodied state, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that people come out of the womb more or less innocent, open to the world, and somewhat joyful and happy, you know, I don't think they come out sad necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Do you think that people are uh, born happy or do you think they have to, uh, somewhere in their life, have to make a choice to be happy? Because I know yeah. life can be difficult. You just mentioned that. You have difficult times. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I, I would have to say, I mean, I don't remember being born, but I think I was, I think, well, of course, you know, but I'm saying like I, I think that there. I think that we are born happy. I think. I think what, um, what, <laughs> what gets in the way is conscious thought, 
I think what gets in the way is comparison. You know, I think that all of those yeah. kind of like ego-driven um, ways of viewing the world and ourselves are what, are what create more unhappiness. Um, mm-hmm. And so can it be learned? I, you know, um, a, a, a big thing that I think often is like empowered people empower people. And I think that when you are around happy people, um, you can't, you have the, uh, you have a greater chance of being happy. I wouldn't say that being around happy people, it doesn't like rub off on you, like, you know, but I think, I think uh, you have a, you can have a greater chance of being happy. I know when I've been um, uh, in states of less than happiness, uh, right. it's, it's a, it's a struggle, you know, like you don't wake up and you're like, yeah, yeah let's go conquer the world, you know? Um, right. <laughs> but I think like being around people who are joyful can kind of snap you out of that state um, mm-hmm. in some cases and others, uh, you know, better living through chemistry. I don't know. Like either there are, there are other ways to, to health imbalances. Like I can't say that like everyone can just like be happy being around people and we're happy. But, um, but I do think that we're born, we're born, um, we're born free of um, comparison, you know, and we're born like naively happy, which is beautiful. Love that concept, naively happy. We invite you and yours this October 2023 for an intimate 14-day happiness journey to Bhutan, the lost kingdom of happiness. Experience the magnificent beauty, magic, and mystery of this ancient culture that calculates the gross national happiness of its people. Happiness, Bhutan style, is an adventure of a lifetime. For our itinerary, Go to BhutanLostKingdomTours.com and click on Special Packages. Celebrate happiness with Sandra M. Well, when you were talking about the chemical aspect of things, yes, I do think that sometimes chemical imbalances in our system with our hormones or in our brain with an the various chemicals that are in our brain that are connected to our feelings, basically, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they can get out of sync, and that can be corrected just through chemical um, methodology. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also think that you do have to, it comes down to making a choice. You know, either it's the cup is half full or the cup is half empty, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, people can wake up, things happen in our lives, and we get a little bit depressed or we get uh, sad, and maybe that lasts for a short period of time, and then there are people who are always depressed. You know, it it Mm has now become, as you said, a state of being for that person. Mm -hmm. So, at that point, I think actually working with people who can help you to Mm -hmm. make a better choice, because I do think making a choice is the name of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm asking what you think. Is it the yeah. name of the game or not? Um, 
you know, it, happiness to me is a kind of a tricky feeling because it isn't like, mm-hmm. because I can't uh, totally put my, my finger on like what is happiness. You can't like, I can't give you happiness. Right. Um, no, no. I, I wish no. I could, but like, I can't do that. And so, um, and so I think that, but I do think that there are people who move through the world and they choose to view things from a negative lens. And I think there are yes. people who choose, choose to view things from a positive lens. And, um, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, go, like going back to like chemical imbalances like that taken out of the equation, I think like you can choose to wake up with gratitude. I know that um, I try my best and I have friends who will remind me if I'm not doing my best with this, but like when I wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, I am alive and I have a healthy body and I'm you know, I have a roof over my head and I have my basic needs taken care of. And like, that is going to be very joyful about. And I think like, even when it has to come down to something as small as that, that can really make a huge difference. Um, Looking around the world, a lot of people don't have those luxuries. And and Mm -hmm. so I, um, I wake up and I try to feel a lot of gratitude. I think that's one of the reasons I go for hikes in the morning is it's like my morning meditation, if you call it that, um, to just find kind of centered gratitude for the day. of just being like, mm-hmm. look what I'm able to do. Look where I'm able to be and, um, and mm-hmm. take a deep breath mm-hmm. and just feel that. Right, because I was going to ask that question about gratitude. Mm. All the people who are in the know, so to speak, you know, who talk about, you know, the professionals who talk about happiness and joy and self-esteem and so forth, they all come down to the fact of having a purpose in life. And also Mm. they talk a great deal about gratitude, loving Mm. yourself, having an open heart and being giving to other people seems to be very important. I mean, I have done a lot of research on this, keeping your heart open, giving to other people, like service, doing service, however that is interpreted by you, by anybody, and then having gratitude. Because there is this, excuse me, there is this wonderful uh, guru that I follow on Facebook, right? His name is Sadhguru. Have you heard of Sadhguru? I haven't. Well, he's very big in India, and he also has a a place here somewhere in Tennessee, and he has an ashram that millions of people go to, and right now he's very involved in saving the soil on the earth because, you know, our food comes from the soil, and our soil is really being depleted very, well, we won't go into that, but anyway, this is what he's doing. Uh Yes, right. And he talks a lot about the fact But if you look at the whole world, all the people in the world, we all go to sleep at night thinking, we're going to wake up in the morning. Mm. I mean, I don't ever think I'm not going to wake up in the morning when I go to sleep at night. You know, we all have plans, right, for the next Mm -hmm. day, even if it's just going for a walk or going to work. But he, 
I've forgotten how many people he actually tabulated that actually don't wake up for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. There's an earthquake someplace, right, like in Afghanistan just recently, or, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. They don't wake up. And it has nothing mm-hmm. to do necessarily with, oh, you know, the age range of people or the circumstances that they're in or how much money they have, et cetera. So he was just emphasizing to live in the moment, mm-hmm. be grateful for each moment, and live it fully. Mm-hmm. And if you can, I just have been trying to discipline myself or you know, just to really be mindful is the word I want to use. What do you think about that? What's your concepts? Yeah, I, I, um, I try to be as I'm not good at it, but I try to be as present as I can be. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do have kind of a, a, a kind of almost like a worst case scenario kind of brain where. Like I, I'm not. I, I don't believe that everything is given, you know. And and I do. I do kind of just am like, well, this could be the last day, you know. And so, what does that look like, you know? What what does today? How do I want to present myself? How do I want to live in this world? How do I want to um, like? What do I want to appreciate? And what do I want to give my time to? And I think that I I try my best every day to live in gratitude for what I have. And I do think that gratitude is a big part of happiness um, because I, my, my brain can get pretty, get pretty funky sometimes. Um, You know, which is, which is fine. It's part of, it's part of like living, you know, but I, I I think, I think I'm, I'm a bit more um, uh, kind of a, not okay with the idea of dying, but I know that it's going to happen. I don't pretend that it's not going to happen. And so I kind of live my life as if like I could die at any moment. And so um, Mm. I might as well just go for the things that I love and go towards what makes me happy and what, what can bring me to my most authentic self. Um, Mm. I try to live as authentically as possible. I'm not the best at it. I'm still working at it. I hope I'm always working at it. I hope I'm always learning something new. Um, I never want to be stagnant in life. That to me is kind of like a form of death. And and so, mm-hmm. but I want to just keep on pushing forward. And 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 I have like a lot of gratitude that I'm able to do that. I mean, I know a lot of people can't. And and um, or that my brain is wired the way that it is that I, you know, up at four in the morning and wanting to go for a hike. So it's like, <laughs> who knows? But um, yeah. This is a wonderful statement. We're coming toward the end of our time together, but I just love what you the message you've just put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've come up with so many wonderful concepts. Wake up with gratitude. It's an embodied state of happiness, abundance, and uh, weightlessness. I love that image of weightlessness mm-hmm. and abundance. You know, I just so wonderful to talk with you. I was just thinking, do you have any last comments you want to say about anything at all? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could talk about this for a while. I am. I want to express some gratitude towards you for creating this this space and for doing the work that you're doing. I think that we need to focus on happiness a lot more than we do. 
Um, the world is so full of so much negativity, and it's and I'm not saying turn a blind eye to, towards it, but find the beauty in what you can find beautiful. And so, um, yeah, I uh, I just want to say thank you, honestly, thank you for for including me in this. I, you were wonderful. I'm so grateful that you were on this podcast. And I know that your comments and your ideas are going to be so helpful to other people, which is the reason I'm doing this. I just want people to hear other people's ideas and yeah. just think about it, you know, that kind of thing. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank and you. You're welcome. Keys to happiness number nine, keep a journal. A journal is a good way to organize your thoughts, become aware of your feelings, and make plans for the future. Writing it down on paper often makes everything in your mind much more clear. It can be as simple as a few notes before bed. Thank you for tuning in to Celebrate Happiness with us. And before we go, I'd like to thank today's guest, Martha Treyer, for sharing her happiness story. Share your happiness story on the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast by sending an email to sandra at sandramcknight.com. Find that love is all.